0: Hey guys, you're here with your host Blake here at XCS Sports. Today we're going to be jumping into our second episode where we're going to be talking about everything in the world of sports. All right, so first off, first topic of discussion today, the Wentz trade. How's that looking, Gavin?
1: I mean, that's that's pretty big. It's it's a big change. It's something that we've been waiting for for a long time, you know, You've always seen Philadelphia, the battle between Nick Foles and Carson Wentz, and Carson Wentz battling with his own injuries, and and so we've got three basically like adversaries for Carson Wentz. You've got Carson Wentz and versus Nick Foles. You've got Carson Wentz versus injuries, and you've got Carson Wentz versus Carson Wentz because he's bad. Um,
0: <laughs> That's right. I agree. Yes, I think that uh, Carson Wentz has had a, a little bit of a rough going lately. Of course, injuries have always um, had him struggling. But he had a good year a couple years ago. 2019 wasn't a bad year. He was able to throw for over 4,000 yards. We saw that. But then this year he came back. Of course, um, he only played 12 games. Injuries hurt him. Um, Everything wasn't clicking even when he was healthy. Of course, him and Doug Peterson have been clashing a little bit. But this is a new start for him. And I think that it can be a good, healthy start. Um, of course, he's going to a Colts team that is much better than the Eagles. They've got everything a little more under control, and I think that this is going to be a good beginning for him. But how about on the Colts side of things? Um, what's their team going to be looking like with Carson Wentz now?
1: Well, I I was thinking about it, and I'm mean like, if Philip if Philip Rivers can succeed, because you know that like he's he's old, you know he he still had a lot of juice. I feel like. He's a vet. He knows how to handle an offense. But at the same time, he's still an old guy who's kind of, you know, on the downside of his career. He's not going to be throwing for, like, 40 touchdowns in a year kind of thing, right? And lots of picks from him. And he was still able to do something with the Colts. So, you know, maybe this is a spot that Carson Wentz can do as long as he's not um, thrown to the other team on purpose, which it kind of felt like Phillip Rivers was doing in that last game of the season. But I don't know.
0: Yeah, no, I'm feeling that uh, a nice youthful quarterback, of course, Carson Wentz isn't as young as he once was, but he's um, he's going to be able to go in and give them some youth um, with what they lost with uh, Andrew Luck when he left. He left a little prematurely, but now they're going to be able to come in, get a nice mobile quarterback that can get out of sacks, make something happen, extend plays, something a little better than um, aging Phillip Rivers could do, even though I think Phillip Rivers um, did have a pretty decent season, but it could have been better. And then on the Eagles side of thing, they're they're going to get two picks, a first round or uh, sorry, a third round pick and a second round pick that could be a first round pick conditional. So those are some some good picks um, that they can use to build up their youth. Uh, what do you think that they could use there anything
1: to help their team out? Well, I think it's pretty it, it's pretty crazy that this is the same Eagles team that went from winning the Super Bowl to rebuilding within a 2-year span. You know, it's it's kind of crazy, but that's the way the NFL works, right? Guys get old, guys retire, guys just aren't good fits, and they ask for releases. And out of nowhere, you're going from a team that um, is beating Tom Brady to a team that is one of the worst in the league, and their head coach is, um, is like they're thinking about firing him, you know? So, you know, I think this is something that the Eagles really needed to do. They've needed to get rid of Wentz for a long time, in my opinion. I I, I we were talking about it. I just don't think that it was a good fit. Um I I'm not the biggest Carson Wentz fan. Um obviously he's not terrible because he um he's playing in the NFL, right? So but um Carson Wentz, Doug Peterson and the whole quarterback conversation there, it's never been a really healthy relationship. Carson Wentz and the fans has never been a healthy relationship because Nobody's, nobody's really been supportive of the guy ever since he's gotten hurt. And then you get some backup coming in and getting the Super Bowl MVP. So everyone's like, if this guy can do it, but our, our, our starter is too fragile and too inconsistent to get the job done, then I think we need somebody else. So I don't know. Maybe one of those picks is where the Eagles can pick up the quarterback they've been looking for.
0: Yep, that's exactly right. I agree with you. I think that there's still um, a lot of ways that they need to build. Obviously, they're coming off of a pretty bad season. Um, Colts are definitely in a better position than them. And you know what? I honestly like the the trade on both sides. I think it's good that the Colts went out and got a younger quarterback, someone that they can build upon because they still have a pretty good team. Um, they're obviously going to be trying to make it in the playoffs this year and make a good championship run. Um, and then on the Eagles side, I don't know if they're going to be making any championship runs, but they're going to be able to rebuild. Two picks are going to help a lot with that. And then they're just going to have to get everything squared away on their team, try to get some chemistry, try to get some more younger players developed. And um, some of those older players can help out with that. But I believe that is a good trade on both sides. And moving on, we have Tom Brady, of course, big topic of last week. Um, He's going to be a big topic of every week. But do you think that he can win any more Super Bowls? Do you think he has a little bit of gas left in the tank? Or do you think that he's going to start declining from here on out?
1: Well, it, this topic kind of does relate to the Eagles' topic because who did Tom Brady lose to in his last Super Bowl loss? The Philadelphia Eagles, right? That's right. Um, so I think um, a big thing we've got to consider is, will Nick Foles be playing in the next Super Bowl? Because if he is...
0: Tom Brady has no chance. Is Eli Manning going to come out of retirement?
1: Tom <laughs> exactly. Brady has no chance. No chance. But um, that, that's another thing. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm a Bears fan. Nick Foles was in Chicago this year and his one good game of the season was against Atlanta when he he um, came in for Trubisky and he came all the way back and won the game in the fourth quarter. Right. And after that game, I was saying, I think Nick Foles needs to rest for a full season before he can play a good football game because that's what happened when he won the Super Bowl. He rested for the entire season, came in, and boom. Hey, this guy got Super Bowl MVP. Same thing, rested for a full season, came in for Chicago, came back and won the game. But, yeah, so sticking with Tom Brady, um, I don't know. I I think it all depends on what that receiving core looks like in Tampa Bay this year, Um, because if they can keep that core with Evans and... I don't know. Is, is AB still the threat that, that he AB's was AB's a playoff? question mark.
0: That's right. We don't know. We'll have to see what he can do this year. Gronk, who knows what he's going to look like. I mean, coming off of it, coming out of retirement, this will be his second year back. There are a lot of question marks on that team. Um, of course, Tom Brady, I mean, he's still feeling young. He's acting young. He thinks that he has a lot of juice left in the tank. It seems like every year... When he's asked how long he's going to play, he just extends it by a year or two. How long are you going to play, Brady? I'm going to play till I'm 45. How long are you going to play? I'm going to play till I'm 47. You never know how long uh, he's going to play for. But I think some of those um, hits that that he's taken in the pocket are going to come up to him and everything that he's had to deal with for the past 20, 21 years. So we're going to see. I do believe that he has a little bit of juice left in the tank. I don't know if he can win another championship with the Buccaneers but that team is so talented Um uh, we're gonna have to see if they if defenses can figure out that offense but people do forget that's a pretty good defense too they said had some pretty inconsistent games this year giving up a lot of points to certain teams like the Chiefs and the Saints but when it came down to it they have a great pass rush some good DBs they can make some stuff happen so we're gonna have to see with that um, some- but I don't know that's tough
1: Yeah, something I really hope we don't see is a dramatic drop off. You know, there's often times where we see guys they they get old and they really just can't play anymore. You know, like they step onto the field and it is like, man, they have aged. Like you, it's evident in their game all over the field. They just can't read it. And we kind of thought that that's what we were getting. I don't, I don't know if you remember, but Tom Brady uh, took a sack on. he, He either took a sack or he threw it away right on fourth on fourth down. And he thought it was third down, and he he's holding he told up his fingers, like, but uh, you know, um, I just really hope that we don't see the kind of Tom Brady Super Bowl, and then this year he can't complete a pass or he gets hurt or something like that. I kind of wonder, I want to see that gradual fall off, something that he deserves to be able to go on his own terms and not go out a loser because I think that's big, I think personally, I think there's no better time for him to retire but obviously you're not going to retire when it's you've proven it's a tough situation man because he's got so much going on he's got a great family life at least from what we see and um he's got a super bowl he just came off the super bowl i mean i'd think about retiring because you don't you it's too often you see guys who come back for another year and it's not what they want and then they're forced to come back for another year And it's still not what they want, and they're just forced to retire because they put up two bad seasons after that, a good one. And that's kind of like what we're seeing with Drew Brees right now. Drew Brees, he could have retired earlier, and now he came off one of his worst performances. I mean, the Saints always aren't very, well, good in the playoffs ever since they won that Super Bowl. But now his career is in question. After he's had such a bad game, he just... Your heart hurts for a guy like that, right? That's right. So- no, I
0: totally agree. I think that it's so hard to find a balance between finding the right time to retire, coming off of a high of your career, winning a Super Bowl, and then just trying to think, man, I want to make another push for it, right? I think I can make another championship run. You see guys like Jerome Bettis win the Super Bowl. They're like, no, nah, I don't have anything left in the tank. I'm going to go ahead and retire. I think this is a, a good place to park the bus, right? But then you go and you get a guy like Tom Brady. He's already old, 43 years old. But he's thinking, you know what? I know I'm old and I could retire coming off of an amazing championship, especially winning it with another team. But I'm thinking that I have a little bit more gas in the tank. I think I can go make another run for it, Uh, maybe a couple more runs for it. So it's tough to find that balance, but you never know. And then you mentioned um, Drew Brees. I mean, what do you think his expectations are going forward? What do you think he can do? Do you think that he's reached the end of his career? Do you think he just had a bit of a slump season? What's that looking like?
1: Well, I mean, I personally, I'm a, I'm a big Brees fan. I think that he is, um, he's overcome so much just with his, his height. And um, he's, he's had a lot of haters over the course of his career. And he's done nothing but prove him wrong. But it might be time that, that he, he calls it quits because it's, it, he's got nothing but young talent in New Orleans. And for that organization, you got to think, okay, if we hold off on Taysom Hill, and we hold off on Jameis Winston they're going to want to move they're not going to be want they're not going to want to wait around for some 40 something old to 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 retire when it looks like he's not going to and you're not going to bench Drew Brees you know he's not he's obviously not that bad but these guys aren't going to want to wait around so then the Drew Brees, so then sorry excuse me the New Orleans Saints might find themselves with an aging quarterback and two young quarterbacks who want to be traded or released because they're getting better offers because you saw that Jameis Winston um, for that, that glimpse of Jameis that we got in that game um, uh, against Chicago. Like he's still, he's, he's still got it. And in Tampa Bay, he was leading the league in touchdowns and interceptions,
0: interceptions.
1: (laughs) but, but um, he can get the ball to, to his receivers. So these guys aren't going to wait around forever. So, uh, I don't know, maybe one year tops, but Drew Brees has got to make a decision. He can't just be like, I don't know, it's undecided. Because for his sake and the organization's sake, something needs to be said.
0: That's right. I completely agree. I mean, we're looking, um, he's coming off of back to back seasons under 3,000 passing yards. Of course, he hasn't been able to play all 16 games, but that's the first, th- this past two years is the first time in his career with back to back seasons under 3,000 passing yards. Of course, Brees is someone that can throw for. 4,000 or more passing yards like it's nothing, right, each season. But he's starting to slow down quite a bit. Injuries are catching up to him. He's been struggling a little bit. And I know he's been contemplating retirement. Maybe it's time that he decides to hang it up. But we'll see. We'll have to see about that. Same with Big Ben. Big Ben's in another similar situation, trying to rework a contract with the Steelers. Uh, Steelers don't know whether they want to keep him, whether they want to kind of throw him to the wolves a little bit. But he wants to play. His agent has made that very clear. So we're going to have to see where that goes from there. But, you know, as a Steelers fan, I'm hoping that he can play another year or two, um, hopefully stay healthy and make some things happen. Juju just mentioned that he wants to retire a Steeler. So if we could have Juju coming back, Big Bang coming back, who knows what will happen with J.J. Watt. I mean, it's looking like he's leaning towards the Browns or the Bills now, but I'm still holding out hope for my Steelers. So if Big Bang can come back with some more weapons, maybe a little bit of help on defense, even though our defense has been pretty good the past couple of years, That can be big, and um, it's tough to see these quarterbacks because we grew up with this generation of quarterbacks, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Big Ben. I mean, we're getting some younger guys now like Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson that kind of take the torch from these guys, but I don't want to see these guys go. I want to see Tom Brady last forever. I want to see Drew Brees last forever, Big Ben. Uh, We already saw Eli Manning go, Phillip Rivers now. So who knows where these guys are going to go from here, but I'm holding out some hope for some of these old dogs That they can make some stuff happen late in their career as they're getting old other than that moving on to some nba speaking of some old dogs lebron james um coming on with a huge season so far um potential mvp what's the mvp race looking like to you do you think lebron can win another
1: mvp I, I think it is LeBron James. I think he is the MVP, at least at this point in this in the season. Um, they've had a couple losses recently. They're without AD, but the fact that they're competing and LeBron's putting up, what, 30, 40 points a game without Anthony Davis in the lineup, it just proves to me that this guy is the key to success. I don't know how many times we have to prove it. Uh, this guy has to prove it. He did it in Miami. He did it in Cleveland. He did it in Los Angeles in in, in less than a season he he took that team from the bottom and brought him to the top. LeBron James is the MVP in my opinion. Yes. Um I
0: like I like how you mentioned that without Anthony Davis right now he's averaging like thirty points a game. I mean he's going off right and it's it's tough to see because the Lakers have been losing some games. They've been going through a bit of a rough stretch without Anthony Davis. But I don't know if you can make that case that LeBron's stock should be tanking because I mean he's he's fighting with some good teams. He's fighting the nets um, he played against the Wizards. Uh, Russell Westbrook, Bradley Beal had phenomenal games, but of course he almost dropped a triple-double with 30 points, and yet his team is still losing. So can you really take him uh, out of the MVP conversation or drop him down um, in the MVP conversation just because his team is losing? I don't think so. I think LeBron should still be the top dog. But then, of course, you got Joel Embiid. I mean, the Sixers are going, doing amazing. Joel Embiid's dominating on offense and defense. No one's slowing him down. Of course, the Nuggets with Jokic. Jokic is playing out of his mind. Nuggets aren't having quite the best year, um, but I don't know how much that is to blame on Jokic. I mean, Jokic is balling. There's not much more he can do. And Jamal Murray hasn't stepped up as much as we expected after we saw him in the bubble last year. So I'm thinking the three top dogs are LeBron, Jokic, and Joel Embiid, of course. But I don't know. It's a tight race. I mean, we're only halfway through the season right now, haven't even hit the all-star break. So we still have a long way to go. But I think whoever's going to end up winning the MVP this year is going to have to have a nice solid 10, 15 game stretch where they can dominate and just start to pull ahead of the MVP race because we haven't seen that yet, but there's even some underdogs like Damian Lillard, Steph Curry a little bit that they can come out. And if they have a good enough 10, 15 game stretch, then they can pull ahead in that MVP race too.
1: Right. Yeah, that's right. What, what can, what can Steph do without clay in the lineup is another question because that that's a big chunk that that's um, I think an Anthony Davis kind of level of like chess piece missing from the game board. You know what I'm saying? Like without, without clay Thompson, Steph without clay is the same as I would say LeBron without AD. Um, Obviously you you can have conversations about who's better than who. um, But I think these guys are both two top tier players who are missing their number two guys. And what can they do without these guys that's going to really determine who's going to be the MVP? Because I think if LeBron can keep up putting up 30 points, 30 points a game and almost 10 rebounds a game without AD in the lineup, I I don't think it's going to be a question come the end of the season.
0: That's right. I agree with you. I mean, we see Curry right now. He's dropping 30 points a game, having some good games, getting some assists, getting some Rebounds, But, I mean, his team's not doing the best. Of course, the MVP is so strongly based around the team with the best record or those couple teams with really good records. I mean, right now we see the Jazz doing great, dominating, but they don't really have any MVP candidates. Um, Mitchell and Gobert aren't quite at that level. Of course, we see Bradley Beals having an amazing season, but he's being really swept under the radar. He's averaging 32.7, almost 33 points a game. Uh, but he's just not leading with Westbrook, the Wizards, to wins. Um, so they're going to have to step it up. But, yeah, Curry's just going to have to start getting his teammates um, <clears throat> under wraps. They're going to have to start getting more Ws, and then I can see him slowly sneaking up into that MVP race. Same with Damian Lillard. He's averaging 30 a game. Uh, Joel Embiid's averaging 30 a game. But those teams got to get some more Ws. Right now, Joel Embiid is the front runner, I think, in a lot of MVP um, in a lot of people's opinions of the MVP race. But the Sixers have a lesser record than even the Lakers. So we're going to have to see them right. start to dominate a little more in the e- weak East. Um, but th- there's some great candidates this year. I think this year is closer with the MVP race than a lot of other years.
1: So that's I think, really um, exciting to see. I, I, I hate to bring it up, but some guy, some some so, some big Greek dude, is starting to heat up again and he's he's kind of pushing his name he's 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 mailing in his application he he's in the past 14 days he's averaged 33 points a game uh, 14 assists um no no sorry pardon me 14 rebounds per game and seven assists per game I mean those are looking like MVP numbers at the start of the year we weren't sure that we were going to see the same Giannis but it's certain he's starting to heat up and I really don't want to see this guy win another MVP because that's just unheard of. And frankly, I don't think he deserved it last year. I'm not saying that he's not a great player, but he's starting to turn up. And if he can steal one, if he can steal another MVP, like, man, that's like, that's like something like for the Hall of Fame.
0: That's right. Three MVPs in a row. I mean, we're
1: talking Larry Bird status,
0: right? I mean, you're talking about some of the greatest of all time. So three MVPs. It's tough to win it, but you're right. He started out the season struggling a little bit. I mean, his version of struggling isn't the same as any other player in the league. Yeah. But he's having a phenomenal season now, starting to come back. Bucks are the third seed in the East, just behind the one game behind the Nets, one game behind the sorry, two games behind the Sixers. So they're moving up. If the Bucks can start to pass up the Nets, pass up the Sixers in the standings that I could see um, Giannis' name being thrown way more into the MVP discussion. I think it'll be tough, even if he has the numbers and even if his team's in the right position, to win an MVP just because, I mean, voter fatigue. No one wants to vote for the same guy three years in a row. People want to see it switched up. But, I mean, you can say that about anybody. Who wants to vote for LeBron when he's already won it four times? Of course, the narrative is that they want to see him win it when he's getting older and stuff. A lot of people think he's the GOAT, so you can – that's a topic for another time, but that's a big deal too. But then we move over to the Western Conference. I mean, the Jazz are just blowing everybody away. They're 25-6 and six right now, four games ahead of the Clippers, four games ahead of the Lakers. Lakers um, were up right there with them, but then they started to fall off with AD being out. But there's some tough teams up in the um, West up here. Um, Clippers are starting to pull ahead a little bit. Kawhi's been doing pretty good. Paul George, they were, they're both named All-Stars this year. And then you got the Suns. Speaking of the Suns, Poor Devin Booker um, got snubbed for right. the All-Star, All-Star this year. Um, not too happy about that. What do you think? Do you think he deserved an All-Star this year?
1: I, I mean, I think that this he, – he's an All-Star. You you brand his career. You brand – this guy's a clutch player. He'll get the job done, and he's an All-Star in my opinion. But this, so, so far this year, I mean, he doesn't have the stats to back up his career stats. You know what I'm saying? His entire career, he's been this top name brand guy. That he's a staple for the All-Star Game, and this year he hasn't been posting the same numbers, which is why I think he got snubbed. Um, I th- I think that's that's part of it. He hasn't been the same Devin Booker, putting up the crazy amount of points and the c- the crazy consistency that we've seen. He has shown some inconsistency, despite Phoenix's success. They're twenty and ten even though Devin Booker has not been the same Devin Booker.
0: You're right. You're completely right. So, I mean, he's only averaging 24.7 points per game. That's great, right? But not compared to the last two years where he was averaging 26.6, so not quite at that level right now. He's averaging less rebounds, less assists than the past couple years. He has been a little more efficient. He's been having um, some good shooting nights uh, with good shooting percentage and everything. But, I mean, whenever we talk about someone being snubbed for the all-star, sure there's a lot of players in this league that are all-stars but you got to look at who else would have been snubbed if that player would have made it in so i mean if he if he would have made it in then there's other players that would have had to be taken out and sometimes it's just not fair for those other players uh it's always a tight competition and you never know who's gonna make it but you got players like uh i mean damian lillard donovan mitchell Um, Chris Paul, of course, Devin Booker's teammate, and Zion, who's a first-time All-Star this year. And Zion's having a wonderful year. I mean, 25 points per game, seven rebounds, three assists. And, of course, um, his team's not winning a ton of games, but he's having a great year, and he is definitely the staple of that team. So, I mean, who would you have pulled out out of this All-Star selection if you would have thrown Devin Booker in? There's not really many people you could have. Maybe take out Chris Paul, but, I mean, He's a great player, of course, an all-time great. I mean, who wants to see him out of the All-Star game, right? And then on the other side, um, in the East, you have guys like Zach Levine having a huge season, 28.6 points, five rebounds, five assists. Julius Randle, 11 rebounds, 23, 24 points, going crazy. Ben Simmons not quite having a huge year, only about 15 points per game, but I mean, um, he's doing it, getting done a lot of other ways. He's a defensive player of the year candidate right now. And then, of course, guys like Jason Tatum, um, who really need no explanation, James Harden, Jalen Brown, they're doing great. So uh, we see some, we, we're seeing a lot of talent this year. I think that the talent for teams, for MVPs, for a lot of the stat races this year are closer than they have been in the last couple of years. And that's really exciting to see.
1: I think a big role or something that plays a big role in this conversation is the shorter season. Like we're 30 games into the season and in the Western Conference you look at it and everybody is almost 500 up until Sacramento who's at 12 and 19 which is kind of way off from the um, New Orleans who's at around 450 but so all these teams are around five hundred right now. So it's almost like it's it's hard to compare when teams are so even because you have the top three teams who are at like twenty twenty to ten around, they're around like seven hundred uh win percentage. And then everyone else is from like five hundred the five hundreds and six hundreds to four hundred, like they're they're so balanced. Everybody's so even right now. They're they're hardly it's not like we have this drastic separation between who's the best and who's the worst. Um, it's a, a very balanced um, conference that we have right now it, on both sides. You look at the East, yeah, it's 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 probably even more balanced um, if if you were to look at it, but just less wins obviously
0: that's right i think it's awesome to see teams like the pacers the raptors um i mean they're above the celtics right now celtics have been struggling a little bit lately but of course the celtics i think are going to have a great um second half of the season i mean you even see guys like the knicks right now are the seventh seed what world do we live in that the knicks are the seventh seed right hornets are the ninth seed bulls are the eighth seed there are some teams that we don't normally get to see um that are making a name for themselves and they think you know what we've had enough um be in the trash in the league. We think that we can actually come up in an uh, unprecedented season and come out and be great. They're getting a lot of young talent. Um, The Nets, of course, are coming up. We were talking last week that the Nets have been struggling a little bit because they weren't playing great defense and stuff. They're on a seven-win streak. So they've been going off. They've been clicking a little bit, and that's without Durant for a lot of those games. Um, I have Durant in fantasy, and I'm like, man, you got to come back. I need you, man. got to get some of those Ws. I need him to be backdropping me 50 points. Um, but we'll see for him. But yeah, those, these races are really exciting. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. I'm hoping that the Mavericks can come back. I mean, they're the ninth seed right now. If, uh, if it were to start today, they would be, they'd be right on that bubble. So I'm hoping that they come back. What do you think about Luca and Kristaps? Of course, Kristaps has been injured a lot lately. We talked a little bit about it last week, but what do you think about Luca and the Mavericks coming back into their own?
1: Well, They've won two straight. They kind of been doing what I said last week. I said consistency is what the Mavericks need to see. They would win three games in a row and then they'd lose five in a row. And that's just not something that's acceptable. Like maybe, because when you get late into the season, right? And you're coming down to the playoffs and you're looking at it and you need two wins to get in or three wins to get in. And you look back at early in the season when it's the it's early early games, and you're losing to bad teams for no reason, like there's just no excuse for these losses, and you don't notice it until there's five games left in the season, and you need to run the table to make the playoffs right if i don't think the Mavericks can go much longer like playing five hundred basketball because even if they go on a big run by the end of the year they They're not going to be able to lose basketball games, or else they're not going to be able to make the playoffs. You're completely right. I mean, just
0: like how we were talking about with how the races are so tight this year. I mean, in past years, a lot of times with some great teams that have a lot of talent, they can kind of be right on the brink, maybe the seventh, eighth seed, and then towards the end of the season, try a lot harder, go on some runs, play a lot harder defense, and then boom, next thing you know, they're the fourth, fifth seed. But this year, I don't know. I mean, with all the talent you have, what are you going to try to do? Um, Pass up the Warriors and the Nuggets at the end of the season? They're doing great. I mean, I can't imagine trying to um. Race Curry and Jokic right now to um, for the seventh or eighth seed. So those guys are both doing great. It's going to be a tight race, and I think just like you said, we're going to have to see teams playing a lot harder earlier in the season um, to make something happen because this isn't going to be one of those years that you can kind of just slowly walk into the playoffs and everything's going to be all nice, rest up, and then go into the playoffs at full strength. You're going to have to fight hard. Um, Moving on to Anthony Davis and his status, we already talked about it a little bit. The Lakers have been struggling without him. What do you think that the Lakers are going to be able to do without him? And what do you think it's going to look like when he comes back? Do you think he's going to be at 100%? What's that going to look like?
1: Well, it's, it, it's funny because we say struggling. And meanwhile, in the last 10, the Lakers are 6-4. and four. So, I mean, for the Lakers, <laughs> that's struggling, right? But um, I I think it, we're going to see the same Anthony Davis. I, I think that he's going to be the same defensive presence that he always is. And um, I, I just think that this is LeBron's opportunity. I don't think that this is going to change the outcome of the season at all. It might prevent the Lakers from being the number one seed. But um, I, I, I still think that when AD comes back, he's going to be the same. He's in the same AD, and LeBron is <laughs> – he's only getting better, man. That's so. right. He's
0: not slowing down. He's a freight train. Um, speaking of Anthony Davis, I just saw right now we talked about Devin Booker earlier. Devin Booker is going to re- be replacing Anthony Davis in the All-Star game. So he might have gotten snubbed, but he'll get a, he'll get to be a replacement this year. So hopefully he can still have some fun, and maybe that will lessen the blow of not being an All-Star this year. Um, but yeah, just like you're saying, LeBron, he's doing the best he can to carry the Lakers needs a little bit of help from his role players, but they're still not doing bad this year without Anthony Davis, they're five and four with Anthony Davis, 17 and six. So of course makes a huge difference not having him, but I mean, they're still, they're still a team without him, right? Maybe not a championship contender, maybe not the one or two seed, but without Anthony Davis, I mean, they're still a playoff team. LeBron James, we saw what he did with the Cavs without any, um, all-stars without any great players around him. So he will make it happen. He is not slowing down, averaging about 25-8-8. Eight and eight. Um, Of course, I want to see him succeed. I'm even hoping that he can win the MVP. Who wouldn't love that storyline, right? LeBron coming out, leading his team without his second star, um, making it to the first or second seed, maybe making it deep in the playoffs. That would be an awesome story. would love to see LeBron in there. But a lot of these other young guys deserve their credit. Um, of course, I'm not a huge Joel Embiid fan. I think that he hasn't reached his potential. But I can't hate on him too long because he is me- meeting that potential. He is getting better, and he's showing that this season. So I'm sure he put in a lot of work in that offseason. Probably wasn't too happy when his team was getting um, swept in the playoffs. So he thought, I'm going to come out a lot harder this year. Um, of course, Jokic is coming out great. Still not as in shape as he needs to be, but he's showing that he can um, play with the best of them. He's running hard this year. He's playing hard. Um, and if he could get a little more help from some of his teammates, they would be doing phenomenal right now. So I think it's, it's great to see everything that's happening right now. And then we see the Nets, and they're doing great right now, winning all of their games, um, blowing some teams out, and they haven't even had Durant for a while. So I don't know what it's going to look like when he comes back. I mean, is anybody going to be able to slow them down um, I don't know. It's going to be crazy, but what I do know is that this year's playoffs can be really exciting.
1: That that's and I, at, at the beginning of your your statement there, you said, "Who wouldn't love that storyline?" And I'm thinking, and anybody who is a Michael Jordan fan probably wouldn't like that storyline because something that I cannot stand and something you see on social media all over the place is. LeBron, Michael Jordan, LeBron, Michael Jordan. And you can't just be a fan of the two. You have to pick a side. For some reason, you're either a Michael Jordan fan or you a LeBron James fan. And if you're not, the other person thinks that you're the worst person in the world. So, I mean, anybody who's a, just a fan of good basketball will like to see that storyline. Anybody who's a rational thinker. But we have these um, radical Jordan fans who would hate to see LeBron James win another basketball game. So, uh, to answer your kind of, um, I I know it wasn't a real question, but that's who would not want to see LeBron James win that MVP.
0: No, you're completely right. Yes. I mean, I know a lot of people that are the diehard Jordan fans. I know a lot of people that are the diehard LeBron fans, whatever side you swing to, it seems like you can just never give anybody credit, right? The LeBron fans don't want to give Jordan credit. The Jordan fans don't want to give LeBron credit. I mean, we got to find a little bit of a middle ground here. Um, But you're right. I mean, if LeBron's able to win another championship, if he's able to win another MVP, winning an MVP this year, he'll tie Jordan with five. I mean, there's a lot of Jordan fans that wouldn't want to see that. And I mean, it's not necessarily I don't know if it's that they don't like basketball, but it's just they have their idol, (laughs) right? Um, They don't want to see anybody come in there. I know I'm a huge Kobe fan, um, day one Kobe fan. Um, but I'm also a huge LeBron fan. I can support Jordan. I can support all these guys. So I think you got to be able to um, cheer for everybody. I mean, I used to despise Tom Brady. I didn't like him beating my Steelers every year when he was on the Patriots, keeping us, keeping us out of the Super Bowl. But now he's going on and winning championships with other team. you gotta, you got to respect these guys and what they're able to do because it's unbelievable, and it seems like every year something crazier and crazier is happening. Now, moving on to some more basketball, Um, we're looking at some of the underdogs, right? Some of these guys like the Grizzlies, the Pelicans, um, even the Kings. I mean, they're losing eight straight. They were doing pretty good sitting at 12 and 11 before these um, eight straight that they lost. But I'm hoping that some of these guys can start to make a little bit of a run for it, too, to kind of balance it out. I mean, it can only be so balanced, right? There's going to be teams that are winning more games than others. But I'm, I want it to be as balanced, as close, um, as competitive as possible. Of course, we're not seeing the Thunder be competitive this year like they were the past couple of years. Rockets, of course, I mean, they lost everything. They're not very competitive this year. But for some of these other outliers, I think that they can kind of start coming into their own. Um, even the Hawks, I mean, they have all the talent in the world. Trey Young should be balling. They're only the 11th seed at 13 and 18. They need to start stepping up. Who are some guys and who are some teams that you think are right on that bubble um, of uncompetitive that can start to get competitive?
1: Um, I think Houston is like, they're, they are, have been in a real tough, tough go because they've lost Christian Wood, right? He, he's been injured a lot this season in and out of injuries, COVID protocol, whatnot, but in their last 10, they're one in nine, right? They, they, Like they need Christian Wood, he's that young talent that they've been waiting for. And without him in the lineup, they're just not the same team. But but with him, I mean, they're they're a scary team. Like they were winning a lot of games. But that's the difference between them and being 500 right now. Because what's the record here? They're they're 13. uh, They're 11 and 18, and they've lost eight straight. So they were 500 before Christian Wood got hurt. That's right. And there's been
0: a lot of injuries this year. And I think we're seeing a lot with the whole COVID protocol and everything. When, um, some guy, someone's, somebody's exposed and they got to come out for a week. Um, I mean, those are big swings in seasons and especially a season where you're shortened 10 less game. We're down to 72 games. Um, in all this year, th- those games matter a lot. I mean, if you lose three, four straight, that's tough, especially with it being as competitive as everything. So, I mean, we're seeing guys like the Heat. I mean, Heat, they're the championship runner-ups from last year. They're only 14 and 17. They're not even in the playoffs yet. So we're going to have to see um, some of those teams step up. Some of those role players, they got to step up when the, uh, these other guys are injured and when they're out of the lineup. And I think that's what we've been able to see with teams like the Lakers and the Nets that have been able to succeed um even the 76ers is that they've been able to succeed even when they're missing some key players even when they're in um tough circumstances so we're gonna have to see more teams like that start to kind of ball out some some of those younger players some of those role players some of these guys that you don't expect to do good they're gonna have to um come up big for their teams if they want to make anything happen and then of course you got teams like the pistons um kind of looking to trade Blake Griffin. We don't know what that's going to look like. Where do you think you'd want to see Blake Griffin end up and do you think he's kind of on the end of his career? Still young, but it's been so injury prone. What do you think that's looking like?
1: Uh, yeah, I I I think Blake Griffin is he's he's obviously someone you root for every, on on every night, but the, the numbers aren't there. They haven't been for a while. He's been <laughs> he's he's not on the posters anymore. Right, so I feel like it it might be time for him to uh, kind of slowly back down, maybe take less minutes, and just kind of, you know, kind of accept that it, it's never going to be what it once was. That's right. Uh, he's not. He's he's just not the same player. I don't think he ever has been since he's since since his injuries. So it's so tough when you get a guy like that who's all about the bounce. I mean, big, strong guy, six
0: ten over 200 yeah. pounds big and strong and he's able to leap out of the building but i mean over time those those knees start to get to you those ankles get to you he doesn't have the bounce. it was sad i was watching a game the other day and he was driving down the court had an open dunk and he laid it in and i was like oh man there's no way yeah. five six years ago we would have seen blake griffin lay that in i mean even three four years ago he could have come up with a big dunk we're talking a former. Um, dunk champion so that that's so tough to see I'm hoping that it doesn't happen to a guy like Zion Um, I mean Zion's a big guy he's running about 280 at only like 6'6 6'7 and he can jump out of the building and he's jumping up getting 12 rebounds a game a lot of times Um, so I'm hoping that it doesn't happen to a guy like that it's always tough to see guys go down with injuries you never want to see it happen I mean of course you'll never root for that you'll always root against that and there's a lot of guys that will never meet their expectations or their potential just because of injuries, and it's always sad to see. But just like we were talking about earlier with those old guys, um, these young guys kind of start to come up, and just like how Blake Griffin is leaving, starting to slowly slow down, then we get his guy like Zion coming in. We used to have guys like Sean Kemp. So we'll go through eras. We'll always have these guys that we can root for and we can watch. Um, And then I'm thinking right now, some of those guys we can root for are a guy like Patrick Mahomes. I mean – Patrick Mahomes can somebody like that ever reach Tom Brady's legacy do you think he can come back and get up there with Tom Brady
1: that's what I was thinking when we're talking about the age conversation and you're talking about guys like Giannis and LeBron and everything and when you look at Giannis and LeBron I guess that's kind of the most comparable to the Tom Brady Patrick Mahomes conversation at this moment um But to answer your question, can Patrick Mahomes or will Patrick Mahomes catch Tom Brady's legacy, um, that's a no. And I'm going to say that in full confidence solely because of what happened this year at the Super Bowl. Um, I think if Patrick Mahomes ever wanted to have this narrative of him being better than or equal to Tom Brady, that Super Bowl was a must win because – Forever for the rest of Tom Brady's life, because we don't know how many how many more games he's guaranteed in the in the National Football League and the rest of um, Patrick Mahomes' career, he is forever going to be remembered as the guy who got spanked by Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. That's right.
0: I think it's it's so it's so sad to see because I think that if Patrick Mahomes would have won, it would have had it huge huge implications on both of their legacies if if Patrick Mahomes would have won I don't think it would have hurt Tom Brady's legacy at all if Tom Brady would have lost that Super Bowl I don't think anybody would have been saying oh no he's not the go now he's not in the conversation like he's still win or lose he's the go the fact that he was able to make it to the championship this year helped his legacy but then you get a guy like Patrick Mahomes I mean he won um, two years ago but this lost this past year and if he would have been able to win two straight championships as young as he is, then way more people would have been talking about, can he reach Tom Brady? I mean, I want to say that maybe one day he can, who knows how competitive he'll be, but I just don't think that we'll have a legacy like Tom Brady's replicated within the next 50, 60 years. I mean, how often can you get a guy that dominates like Tom Brady in sports? I mean, we're talking about dudes like Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Michael Phelps, Tiger Woods. These are the top of the top guys, once in a generation talent, not twice in 20 year talent, right? So I don't know if I don't know if Patrick Mahomes will ever be able to come back. I don't think anybody will ever doubt that he had enough talent to do it, but yeah. some of the circumstances just didn't work out. There's a lot of things that have to come into play for a guy to dominate as long as Tom Brady did. And then how about Aaron Rodgers, another dude with all of the talent in the world, but I mean, he's only got one Super Bowl under his belt and he's starting to get old. Do you think he can come back and ever win another Super Bowl?
1: I think that, um, with all due respect to Aaron Rodgers, I think that this guy is is a drama queen, like uh, uh, he's not to the same extent as some of these other guys like Antonio Brown and uh, and whatnot. But I think this guy he he takes losses and he takes the organization's performance um, so so much to heart, but like it's not his fault. You know, and I'm like, I, it might not have been his fault. He might have done all that he can do, but at the same time, it's your job, and this is your team. And I, I just—you got
0: to be willing to take cannot, a little bit of the blame, right? I mean, we see Tom Brady takes right. the blame all the time. A lot of these other guys do,
1: but yeah, Aaron Rodgers doesn't. It it can, it can never be, the organization. It has to be us and we. And I feel like that defeated Aaron Rodgers that we saw at the press conference was that was not a leader who was talking that was a guy who want who wanted out and who wanted to win he might not leave green bay but i feel like it's really hard for him to make any noise in the playoffs or even repeat what he did this year after he showed such such a lack of confidence in his organization and in his teammates and it wasn't a call to change either it was a call it was like branding the organization as insufficient and not, not capable. Right? I think that's so a wonderful I, I, point.
0: I completely agree with that. I mean, you're so right on that. I haven't looked at it like that right now or lately, but you, you're right. I mean, after those games, when he was in those press conferences talking about, there are some dudes whose futures are unclear. They don't know if they're coming back. They don't know where we're going. Um, he kind of threw himself in that conversation too. I don't think that's, at all a leader. I mean, he's the face of the organization um, and he kind of threw his team under the bus a little bit with that. And of course there were a lot of plays that he, he messed up on. He could have won that game against Tom Brady in the, um, in the champ NFC championship this year. He should have won that game. As a matter of fact, Um, of course he won MVP this season, had a wonderful year, 42 touchdowns, only five interceptions, great passer rating, 4,300 yards over 70% completion percentage. But I mean, Tom Brady didn't have a slumpier either. I mean, he threw more interceptions than usual 12 this year, but still threw for 4,600 yards, more yards than Brady, 40 touchdowns had a great year. I think that he's going to have to be able to be more clutch because of course, Tom Brady didn't have as great of a regular season, but we get to the playoffs and he's having phenomenal second halves of games. He's coming out and willing his team to victories. So I think we're going to have to see more of that from Aaron Rodgers. I think, I mean it sounds crazy saying this to a guy who's as old as Aaron Rodgers is but I think he's going to have to surely have to grow a little bit in order to win more championships but we'll have to see that with Aaron Rodgers I don't know what to expect going forward just yet
1: His contract is up not not for another 3 years and he's 37 he's going to be 40 and I don't think he's going to be getting Tom Brady kind of contracts when you're 40 and 42 so he needs like the time is now this is the this is the if he really wants to see a change in Green Bay, or in himself for that matter, he needs to advocate for it and to do something about it now. Because if he wants to play in the NFL longer than in twenty twenty four, or if he wants to win a Super Bowl, or he wants to come close to winning a Super Bowl, he's he's running out of time and it needs to happen now. And in the the NFC North, it's a very capable division. To, to make some noise because you've got Detroit who I mean say what you will about them they're bad you got Minnesota who they're they're just juggling like eight balls in the air and one one day they're losing by 40 and the next day they're they're winning like three games straight it's ridiculous how inconsistent that team is and you got Chicago who's just terrible so he is in a division that is the best fit for success and he needs to do it. And I I don't want to hear any complaining because this this guy is in his prime right now. And there's no excuse to not succeed. And I I completely agree with that. I mean, he's had a lot of
0: excuses in the past. He he hasn't had a lot of players around him to make it work. But I mean, he's got one of the best receivers in the league with Devontae Adams. His, his right. O-line had a, a pretty decent year. His defense had a much better year than they've been having. And I think, I mean, even though the chemistry didn't seem like it was there, the coaching staff looks like they're kind of got a lot of things under control um, other than the fact that they don't really have the chemistry with Aaron Rodgers. But I think that, I think that now is the time to make it work. I mean, I guess the Packers got to be a little bit of fault for some of the decisions they were making, especially in the playoffs. But I think it's Aaron Rodgers' team. Aaron Rodgers has to be the one to be winning and losing games. And he's going to have to start – taking over and having some really big games and being clutch if he wants to see his team winning another championship. And this year was the perfect opportunity to do it. He won't have another, I don't know if he'll have another opportunity like this, um, but maybe he can make it work for the next couple of years. But he might be one of those, one of those quarterbacks like Drew Brees, big Ben, even Tom Brady a little bit. That's kind of on, on the edge might be getting pushed out by some of these other guys like Lamar Jackson and, Patrick Mahomes that have a lot more talent and they can do all these crazy things, throwing left hand passes. Um, so we're going to have to see where the wind takes these guys. But I think that there's still a lot to look for. And there's a lot that'll happen within the next couple of years with a lot of guys in this league.
1: Yeah, for sure. Guys who are aging, they need to make stuff happen. And I'm, I'm tired of hearing guys complain about their, their situation or whatnot, because there's, there's, there's so many quarterbacks who a, in college football, who are in their senior year, who are capable quarterbacks of playing professional football, who cannot, because guys like Tom Brady, guys like Aaron Rodgers, they play for 10 plus years, and they're too good, right? So there's no spots available. These guys are life that they they, they played their entire lives to be a college graduate and to be on the NFL scouting radar to not go anywhere just for guys who are in the spots that they would love to be in, they would do anything to be in, complain about what's going on. It, it just, it just kills me because you, you know, and I I know when you're competing for a spot and you see someone who's not making the most of their opportunity sitting in that spot, like it's the most comfortable position in the world. It's infuriating. You, you, you wish that that was you because you, you feel like you're capable of doing something, not saying that Aaron Rodgers is not, lived up to his name or his contract or whatnot because he was the mvp this year but i i I just cannot stand guys who complain when they're in dream situations that lots of guys who are capable would love to be that's right it's easy
0: to blame the system it's easy to blame the position that you're in your circumstances but at the end of the day i mean you're the one that's held accountable anybody uh i mean look at Jordan and LeBron, they've had some pretty good situations a lot of times in their career, but it's still up to them to win games. I mean, if they don't win the championship, it's their fault. If they do win, they get the glory, and that's the position that Aaron Rodgers is in. If he's able to win a championship, all of the glory goes to him. No one cares about the defense. No one cares about the coach. No one cares about the running game or anything. Everyone's going to focus on Aaron Rodgers, but if they lose, it's his fault. So if you're a great player that has all that talent and has that ability, you got to be able to accept the blame, and you got – Um, to put your team and yourself in position to uh, get the honor and get the rewards that come with it. Anyways, I think that is all we have time for today. Um, Thank you guys for joining us today, and we'll catch you next time on XCS Sports.